Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. Morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mitch. And if you have forgotten, we have been... Our overarching vision for 2022 is growth, and we divided growth into four seasons. And we've done the first season, prepping the soil. Now we're sowing the seeds. And before Mother's Day, we looked at spiritual gifts. Now we're looking at spiritual gifts, part two. Now, several years ago, um, I was involved in a musical show. Not me personally, I just helped organised behind the scenes, and I have not been blessed with the gift of music. And so this music teacher organised all these students, and you know, there's some kids that are really talented. Yeah, you know, they're front and centre, they're playing guitar, piano, trumpet, whatever it be. And you've got the kids, the kids like me, whose role in the orchestra would be to... Woo! Yeah! Monkey could do it, right? But... But here's the thing, is that when this music teacher got all the kids together and you had your kids who could play really well and had the main parts, then it was backed up with the... It sounded really beautiful. It made the show complete. Now, you can take out that. You can take it out. You won't lose very much. But when it's all together... Oh, look at that. Let there be light. When it's all together, the show was just so much better. And this is what Paul is saying here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, the book that we call 1 Corinthians is actually a response. Now, the Apostle Paul got this letter written to him by the church at Corinth that he had started on his church planning journey. And he lived in Corinth for about a year and a half. Now, oh man, this church had some problems I have done a bit of church consultancy training and looked at some unhealthy churches. No church as unhealthy as Corinth. There were issues of infidelity, of incestual relationships. There were Christians taking each other to court. There was debate over the resurrection of Jesus. There was debates over how the Lord's Supper was meant to be eaten. And What today's passage we looked at was another important one over how spiritual gifts were meant to be used. Now, one of the problems with the English language compared to Greek is that we don't notice a difference in words. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says here, and I'm reading from the NIV. I think, Alice, you're reading from the ESV, possibly? No? NIV? Oh, it must have been a different translation, different version. Anyway, it says here, now about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, the Greek word gift is, let me say that right, pneumakotos, pneumakotos, pneumakotos. Okay? Now, that word there, that was the word used for spiritual people. Okay? And so in Corinth, there was this big push for people who could speak in tongues. Tongues are something unique to to Christianity. There were many people, and Paul talks about when they used to worship idols, people who were very spiritual in Corinth, they would try to speak in tongues, this esoteric language to get out there and talk to the gods. 
Now, in a church setting, which was probably a small house church, maybe 30, 40 people, those that had this gift of tongues were getting up there and speaking and showing off. It was like this tongues and prophecy thing. They were the spiritual people. And if you didn't have those gifts, you kind of see it as lesser. You're not as spiritual. So what Paul does, it's very interesting. He describes, he used the word pumicatos for gifts. And then he writes here in verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. And he uses the Greek word charismaton. We get the word charismatic. And that's very, very deliberate. Both means gifts, but it's a different purpose. Paul's trying to get across here. The gifts that are the best aren't necessarily the ones that are front and center, the ones where people are speaking in tongues or prophesying in front of everyone. Gifts are given by God. All of them have relevance and have purpose. What I love about this passage is that Paul uses this this image of the body. Uh, The body is one, one entity, but it is many parts. And and when I was doing my exercise science degree, um, when we were doing functional anatomy, I learned of a very important muscle called the multifidus. And it's this small little muscle group that runs down the back of your spine And put your hand up if you have lower back pain. If you've experienced lower back pain, chances are it's probably because your multifidus isn't working properly. You haven't engaged that muscle. It's not strong enough. It seems like this small little muscle that runs down the spine column, it has a significant role. And this is the, the point that Paul is making, is that the human body, though it is one, it's made of many parts. And he uses this amazing, amazing little parable or metaphor, whatever we want to call it, to describe how the body operates. And he says here, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would for not that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of of the body. Now I'm going to do something right now that if we were in Corinth or the Middle East, they'd be highly disrespectful. I'm going to stick my left foot at you all. Whew. Highly, highly offensive. Now remember when Moses was called by Yahweh at the burning bush? What's the, what's the first thing that Moses was supposed to do? What did God say to him? What was he meant to do? take your sandals off why was that holy ground ground. so what's the problem with feet unclean they're dirty so this isn't just an israelite thing this is an ancient thing the feet were filthy in fact what does jesus do with the disciples what's that amazing act of service he does just people's feet now i kind of appreciate that because i hate feet my wife has a very good way to make me angry. Stick her feet in my face and I'm just disgusted. I just, ugh. So I got feet, they're just gross. So I appreciate that with the ancient world. But when Paul starts his metaphor here, it's a deliberate choice. He begins off, if the foot should 
say. Starts off with the part of the body that's just offensive, that's unclean, that's dirty. The wood should say, I'm not a hand. Now, here's my right hand. The right hand is the clean hand. This is the hand that you do things with. This is the hand that you eat with, not your left hand. Now, the assumption is Paul's probably talking about the right hand. This, this foot here, he's saying, well, I'm not a hand. I'm not an honourable part of the body. Therefore, I don't belong. No, 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 that's just silly. That's craziness. And he continues on with another body part. And if the ear wasn't as valued as the eye... Eyes often represent wisdom. So here we go. We've got here two parts, foot and ear. Uh, the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. If we're not for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Great question. It wouldn't exist, would it? You wouldn't have a body. Just be random body parts around. And this is the point that Paul is trying to address with the church at Corinth. A church just can't be full of people who are speaking in tongues. A church just can't be full of people who can prophesy. You need all these other gifts, and Paul reads them out. And this is the thing with gifts. When when someone gives you a gift, what's, what's the purpose of it? If you give a gift to your husband or your wife or to your kid, why do you do that? Why do you give a gift? Normally out of love, yeah? You agree with me? Love. You love someone. You want to show love. And so these gifts here are God's way of showing love. And it's interesting, mother, you picked Joel, Joel chapter 2 to read out. Um, in fact here, what, Paul, what some commentators have noticed here is Paul is sort of alluding to Joel's prophecy where people would, you know, young men would see visions and dreams and, yeah, that's all part of it. This idea that in the last days, as the Old Testament prophets saw, there would be healing, there'd be restoration to God's community. Now you read here these gifts here from verse 8. It's this one spirit. It's given all these gifts for the common good. To some, a message of wisdom. Another, a message of knowledge. Another, faith. Gifts of healing. Miraculous powers. Prophecy. Another, to distinguish spirits. Another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. You need all these gifts. And this is an exhaustive list that goes on and on and on. Now, there's a bit of, I guess, argument amongst commentators about, well, what is a spiritual gift? Is it someone's natural ability or is it something more than that? And I like the, the definition which suggests that spiritual gifts are granted by the Holy Spirit and its purpose is to edify the church. And spiritual gifts aren't necessarily the, the things that you possess in you. you know, sometimes we say people are, oh, they're gifted in this, gifted sportsman, gifted musician. There's a bit more than that. These aren't just, they're sort of your natural talents. These are gifts which are given to you at that moment of salvation. Um, author Sam Storms, he's written a book, a number of books on spiritual gifts, and he 
writes this challenge in one, in one of his books. And he says, hey, if you're trying to discern your spiritual gift, there's a great way of doing it. Start serving. Start seeing what God does. If you're in your small group and you have someone who is sick, pray for healing. Perhaps you have the gift of healing. If you see someone who is struggling financially, start giving. Perhaps you have the gift of giving. If you see someone who is depressed and lonely and you share with them, perhaps you have the spiritual gift of encouragement. One of the things that I've been thinking a lot about this week with giftings is just how much I need the body. If you were to take my spiritual giftings profile, can you guess what my number one gift is? Teaching. Off the chart, teaching. I'm like up here. It's almost like 100%. But a church can't be built off one pastor's teaching gift. One church can't just be built off a pastoral team. A church is built by all of us here. I'm going to do something that's going to embarrass everyone. If you have a role here, paid or volunteer, I want you to stand up. Stand up, don't be shy. Stand up. It's a chance to honour you guys who are here. You guys who are standing here, as Paul says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. Now, as I look around at these people standing up, I see a lot of people who are gifted differently. And I'm grateful for that. You can sit down now. Thank you. Thank you. Pray for you guys later. There's a lot of people who are gifted differently. A lot of people who are very different to me. And I praise God for that. I thank him for that. Because we should be a church that reflects each other's spiritual gifts. And if you do have a gift, here's a question that I have for you. How can I build up the body of Christ by using the spiritual gifts and energy given to me through the Holy Spirit? How can I? Ask that question again. How can I build up the body of Christ by using the spiritual gifts and energy given to me through the Holy Spirit? One of the other problems that people had at Corinth is that, particularly those who spoke in tongues, they really did it for themselves. They spoke in order to get praise, recognition and honour, to be those spiritual ones. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. That's not the point. The point of your gifts is to serve. It's to serve each other. And that's one of the things that I love about how God's given me the gift of teaching is that I can serve you guys. You don't have the time to sit and prepare and learn and study the ancient languages and contexts of the Bible, but I can serve you by doing that for you. So you can sit here once a week, or if you listen to our podcast and gain some more understanding of God and grow deeper in love for Him. I don't have time to go visit every single one of you in hospital or pray for you. But there are those here that are gifted in pastoral care and in prayer that can do that. And the list goes on. In your small groups, if you have the chance to do the shape course, 
uh, the, the shape course, the shape questionnaire, I should say. And if you haven't, I really encourage you to do that. And a big shout out to Keith Dunn. If you're here, Keith, is he here? No, Keith was the only one who emailed me back. Good on you, Keith. Very brave man. And uh, it's, not, it's not a pass or fail test. But doing something like the shape questionnaire, it just helps you understand how has God shaped me to use that? How can I best serve him? We're actually going to have an opportunity to do the shape course on the last Sunday in July. We're going to run a shape course for the church here. And if you want to, when one of the things that came up in the latest NCLS survey data was that people want to know how to use their gifts. How can they be best serving here at Dural? And doing a shape course, that's an opportunity to do that. What's I do here? We're not just here on a Sunday. The centre is a seven-day-a-week operation. There are many different ways to serve. I like to think of the centre as having different levels. Downstairs, we have our men's shed. Here, we have our sports centre. I just use upstairs because, you know, we need an upstairs. That's where church happens. We have many different parts that you can be serving and using your spiritual gifts. For as the Apostle Paul said, and I just love those words there in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. We are part of the body of Christ. Friends, let me encourage you with that. And to those who stood up, I just want to honour you and thank you for your service. Perhaps it's not front and centre. Perhaps it is quite thankless. But, but well, what is interesting is that those parts, and that's what Paul says, the, the parts of our body which, you know, which are presentable, we don't give treatment. That's actually the special parts, the private parts, we treat them with special care. It was the famous German theologian, Jürgen Moltmann. He said that Christian believers who bring with them disabilities, privations, and who experience suffering may be the most precious and charismatic part of the body. Because every church stands in genuine need of such to live out and to teach the character of the gospel. Friends, even if you feel like you're not front and center of the center, if you feel like you're not being thanked for what you're doing, you are a critical part of the role here. Let me pray for you all. Lord, as we've just read through 1 Corinthians 12 and just seen the the image that Paul gives us of the human body. And Lord, and back then, the dishonorable body parts of the foot may have not been as special as the right hand. Yet, Lord, you can't have a body that's just an eye or a hand. You need the complete package. Lord, as I stand here this morning, recognizing that we need the complete package to serve you, to serve each other in order for the gospel to be spread. So I just pray, I just want to thank you for those that stood up, Lord, those who volunteer their time, those that give with their money to serve us here at your Lord. I just pray, Lord, that we can just use our giftings to serve each other and bring honour to you, to remind you that we are one body and we need all our parts. So I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you 
as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.